God, who existed before all time, calls the world into being through his divine creative power. God's life-giving act brings light amid the darkness. A reading from the book of Genesis. In the beginning, when God created the heavens and the earth, the earth was a formless void, and darkness covered the face of the deep, while a wind from God swept over the face of the waters. Then God said, Let there be light, and there was light. And God saw that the light was good and separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And there was evening, and there was morning, the first day. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. Let us stand and sing together Psalm 29, found on page 3 of your service booklet. be seated. Paul baptizes new believers in the name of the living Lord Jesus. They are thereby anointed by God himself 
and they manifest the gifts of the Spirit. A reading from the Acts of the Apostles. While Apollos was in Corinth, Paul passed through the interior regions and came to Ephesus, where he found some disciples. He said to them, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you became believers? They replied, No, we have not even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. Then he said, Into what then were you baptized? They answered, Into John's baptism. Paul said, John baptized with the baptism of repentance, telling the people to believe in the one who was to come after him, that is, in Jesus. On hearing this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. When Paul had laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them, and they spoke in tongues and prophesied. Altogether, there were about twelve of them. Hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. Thanks be to God. The Holy Gospel of our Savior Jesus Christ according to Mark. Glory Glory to you, Lord Christ. John the baptizer appeared in the wilderness, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And people from the whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem were going out to him and were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. Now John was clothed with camel's hair, with a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey. He proclaimed, The one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to stoop down and untie the thong of his sandals. I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with Holy Spirit. In those days Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And as he was coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens torn apart and the Spirit descending like a dove on him. And a voice came from heaven, You are my Son, the Beloved. With you I am well pleased. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. You may be seated. I got into town uh, Thursday night and um, am still kind of jet-lagged, so I haven't written a really coherent sermon. Um, Now, if I were in Louis, I would say, I don't have a whole lot to say, and then I would go on and talk for 45 minutes, but (laughs) I'm not going to do that. Um, First of all, I want to say thank you uh, to all of you um, who made this trip possible um, and to all of you for your prayers uh, while we were there. Uh, It made a great deal of difference to know that people were thinking of us, praying about us, reading the blogs about us, um, all of that. I had um, a kind of a bad night the second night that we were there. Um, Got kind of panicky realizing that I couldn't get out of here if I wanted to. Um, Here in this country, if we're somewhere and we don't want to be there, we just go to the airport with our credit card and we get the next flight, you know, and it costs us some money. Um, there, the realization hit me that second night, that airplane isn't coming back until the 6th of January. <laughs> I'm here until the 6th of January. So in the morning, I kind of expressed my, my anxiety to the rest of the group, and everybody who had been to Louis before said, yeah, we went through that too. Um, welcome to the club. You're okay. If it happens again tonight, just knock on the door and I'll sit with you. Um, that was a remarkable thing to know um, that kind of care 
within community. And that was, I think, the thing that I learned most clearly uh, in Louis was the nature of community and the nature of care within community. We Americans do a very good job of distancing ourselves from that kind of interdependence. Um, you can't do that in Louis. It's very, very um, obvious. The Sunday after Christmas, the 28th of December, um, we went to church both at the English service at 9 o'clock and then at the, the Moru service at 11. At the Moru service at 11, there were baptisms, and I lost count, but it seemed like maybe 30 or 40 baptisms. Um, there were confirmations, probably about 50 of those, and then communion, which makes the service take longer. Um, at, you know, 2 o'clock, we went at 11. At, at um, 2 o'clock, we're thinking, okay, church is over, right? Then the politicians all got up to speak. Um, I don't have much to say. Um, they would start out. We, we left church at 3, so it was, it was a four-hour service. Um, but it, after church, as we went out, um, with all of the baptisans and all of the confirmands coming out, um, they do kind of a reception line like we do here at the back of the church, but it's a whole lot more fun. All of you come by and shake my hand and then head into coffee hour. Um, there, you shake hands of the first person in line and then go down the line, and when you've shaken hands with everybody in the line, you get in line next. And so you build this whole long line. Well, there were 1,500 people in the cathedral that day. Um, so that's a long reception line. And the whole time the choir is singing and the drums are drumming and uh, Mama Jennifer, who we're going to pray for today, is dancing um, in, in the shade of the tree. Um, but it's a magnificent way of, of modeling what community looks like. Everybody shakes everybody's hands. Um, it takes a long time. Um, so we were out there shaking hands for a good long time after we'd been in church for a good long time. But with the baptisms, with the baptism that day, with the confirmations, with everybody coming out, you very clearly get the sense that, as the voice says to Jesus from the cloud or from the sky, you are my child, with you I am well pleased. You very clearly get the sense of your place in community. Gordon, who is the um, diocesan administrator and kind of made sure that we were getting to where we needed to go, um, had people coming to visit. Whenever, whenever somebody goes to another town, if you have to come to Louis to go to the hospital or if you're going to visit somebody, um, you stop in, you're related to somebody, and you stop in at their compound and you just tell them that you're here, and they put you up. Um, he had 30 people in his compound beyond his extended family. Um, and so his family was cooking for them and, and, and taking care of them, and that was just... just typical. That kind of connection um, is just the way of life there. I very quickly had to get over this, this mythical idea of, of self-reliance. Um, we think that we are um, self-dependent, uh, that we can manage on our own. Um, no, you can't. Um, it was particularly true there. I counted one day and watched the, they, they fill up jerry cans with water. The jerry cans are probably five or six gallons. They go out to the pump and fill those up. And then Ada, who was taking care of us, would, who was a little slip of a thing, would hoist one of those 50 pounds of water cans onto her head and, and walk gracefully back to the compound and set it down. They carried six jerry cans a day. 
into the compound for us to eat and wash and drink. Um, talk about knowing your own dependence on other people. Here, I walk into the kitchen and turn on the tap and get a drink of water, and who, I, don't, I don't depend on anybody, right? Um, well, if that water system broke, I'd, I'd, I'd know it. There, it's just very, very clear that we are dependent, all of us, on one another. One of the wells that the Diocese of Missouri has drilled um, is right on the compound, right on the cathedral grounds. Um, we were maybe 50 yards from that where we were sleeping. And you could hear that pump going all day long. It would start at 2 or 3 in the morning and wouldn't stop going until about midnight. So there were two hours a day when it wasn't pumping. But the remarkable thing, Deb said when she was there three years ago, the nearest pump was about three miles down the road. Imagine carrying 50 pounds of water on your head for three miles. Um, and it wasn't very good, so that the line at that pump would get to be about six hours long. And if somebody came and tried to butt into line, well, you can imagine that there were unhappy people. She said more than once there was a knifing in the line at the well while she was there. This well is very good. Um, you pump and the water comes up. The line was never longer than about a half an hour. And it was kids. They would send the kids to, to pump the water and then put it on their heads and carry it home. And they were laughing. The kids would be playing and laughing and carrying on at the well. It was a marvelous sound to hear, that handle going up and down and the kids laughing. And we had to walk right by it to get from our compound to the diocesan office. And if you ever go to Moruland, get used to shaking hands. Um, Every kid at that well would come over and want to shake our hands. You couldn't walk down the street without shaking hands. Here at home, you know, don't get me wrong, I love to be able to throw my clothes in the washing machine and have them come out clean. Um, there, by the well, you would see the women who had brought their washing to the well and would be washing under the shade of the tree. We have lost something. We have lost that sense of connection, that sense of interdependence, that sense of dependence on God which is just crystal clear there. When you have to walk to the community well, talk to all of your neighbors while you're getting your water, sit there under the tree to do your laundry and chat with everybody who goes by, you have a real sense of that connection, which we have lost. Don't get me wrong, I like my washing machine. I don't want to give it up. Um, but somehow we have to find that sense of connection, that sense of dependence. Like that long receiving line after the baptisms out under the tree, um, that, that awareness that we're in this together, that we are not separate from one another. That will be the thing that I will be grappling with, I'm sure, for years to come um, from this trip, is knowing how it is that we are connected. I will never again read or watch the news of things happening in other places in the world the same way again. Um, the peace there in, in Sudan is fragile. Um, if it breaks, people that I met, people like Gordon and Vasco and Manyagugu, will have to flee to the bush again. And I will know that these are people with faces, people with names, people with families watching what's going on in Israel and Palestine now. I wasn't there, but I know these are people with names and faces and families. That connection will never be lost again, at least I hope not. I hope I never get so at ease with my washing machine that I forget what it's like to go to the well 
and pump water and shake hands and laugh with the community under the tree. Amen. Amen.